0: defines the Enneagram Type 6 as worry is their constant state of being. Motivated by a need to be supported and secure, the loyalist will build and maintain communities around themselves. In this episode, we take a deep dive into the Enneagram Type 6. We'll look at what motivates them, how they respond to situations, and how to interact with a 6, whether you are co-workers, friends, or romantic. But before we get started, Will, what's been causing you stress this week? Uh, I
1: guess you can see from the huge bandage on the side of my neck.
0: I had Well, a I can see,
1: but they can't yeah. see. So I had a, had to get a growth <laughs> cut off of my neck yesterday and they had to like solder, or not solder, cauterize it. Smell. It smelled, it smelled <laughs> like they were really bad at soldering. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of kind of sore from it and you know, it's, it's a bit annoying. Other than that, I'm still moving forward on the new podcast website. I'm in JavaScript regex purgatory right now uh, and expect to remain there for probably another week or so. Wow. So yeah, it's loads of fun. So how about you? Well, I went to the store to,
0: uh, to get some mixer because I got this, uh, non-alcoholic whiskey. After having tried some non-alcoholic beer and liking it, yeah, it, it's interesting. Uh, I was describing it to you earlier. It's like uh, it's got the burn, but it doesn't have that like that bite at the beginning. But when you mix it with something, it, it kind of you get the general sense that you're you're having a drink, sort of, not really. But while I was there, I found this CBD cider. So it's basically hopped, non-alcoholic apple cider with uh, CBD oil in it. So giving this a try. See how it goes. Last week at work, before I, I move over to the other department and uh, start my new job as lead developer. So it's all about the documentation right now. I'm working Extra to make sure that my team sort of isn't left stranded and that my replacement has the tools necessary to finish the work that I started on the project we're working on. Spent the last few days documenting my current project and even wrote an extensive README that's more like a mini developer guide than anything else. But it's got all the stuff in there that they're going to need all in one place rather than having to. Well, it's also in the documented in the code too but it's all in one place so they don't have to go through the code to find stuff they can get to it right there let's see last week i think i talked about uh or the week before last i don't remember doing the photography yeah and didn't get to do as much photography as i'd hoped uh last weekend Uh, it was amanda's turn to go first with the camera Uh, we share my camera for these events and by the time it was my turn, uh, I went after all the other photographers. Most of the cool stuff had kind of already been done. And of course, I can't keep ideas to myself. So, like, they're doing stuff, and I'm like, Ooh, you should try this. And so, like, they got those shots. It's not a big deal. I had a lot of fun. I got to throw lots of flour at my friends, like the white, powdery stuff, not the smelly ones. Uh, okay. <laughs> I could have spelled it, too, but it sounded more fun to say the white powdery stuff. Yeah, the floor was like we're in a, a friend's garage doing this, and the floor was just completely white from it. It was, it was a lot of fun uh, doing that photo shoot, though. I'll be honest with you, cleaning up all the flour from the garage floor was a bit of a challenge. Have You ever tried to clean up about five pounds of flour off a garage floor?
1: Uh I have not. However, my sister had a dog that got into the pantry and got a five pound bag of flour and ran through the carpeted house with it. Mm-hmm. You've seen my sister get mad, so you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That doesn't hurt I heard about it fun. from here. <laughs> 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 She's seventy miles away. Yeah, yeah. No, I um <laughs> Yeah, that poor dog. <laughs> Her poor husband. I don't know if she didn't clean it up. She she gave him a vacuum cleaner. It's like go get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shop vac maybe. Yeah. Now we uh we got most of it cleaned up. The problem was like we we got it s- as swept out as much as we could, but there's still just like this thin thin layer on the concrete, and there's just like we got as much out as we possibly could. So when my friends who let us borrow their garage gets back from being out of town, they get a nice little surprise. They'll have ants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what'll happen there. Mm. With flour? Yeah, they'll get into flour. Huh. Not as much as they will with some other things, but yeah, they'll totally get into it. Mm. They had ant traps set out, so they'll be full. <laughs> So they're keeping their garage from getting cleaned is what I'm hearing. (laughs) Uh, The Enneagram of personality or just the Enneagram is a representation of personalities using a geometric figure, which is also helpfully called the Enneagram. Uh, This is with a little E as opposed to the big E on the other one to express nine interconnected personality types. While each type is unique, it is related to other types through the circle connecting that type to each of its wings and the lines or arrows in the center connecting the type to the ones it imitates in times of stress or growth. The Enneagram is used in business management training to better understand interpersonal dynamics in the workplace.
0: It's hard to describe an image like this with audio. It's basically a circle with numbers around it and then lines connecting those circles, making kind of a weird... Star. like a clock
1: face with a nine-hour day.
0: Yeah, basically. And so its I, I've actually described it as a clock face describing the wings
1: before. That's probably where I stole that idea from, so yeah.
0: Probably. <laughs> Google it. You'll get plenty of images pop up, and you can see what we're talking about. Uh, don't do that while you're driving, though. Types 5, 6, and 7 constitute the head triad. This triad is primarily motivated by their thoughts. Those in the head triad tend to filter life through an intellectual lens. Because of that, they are motivated by a need for security and tend to feel stressed or anxious when that is not met. They're often accused of overthinking things or living in their heads. Now, of those three, Sixes have the most difficulty believing and trusting in themselves. They lack confidence in their own judgment and fear that making important decisions will not
1: turn out well for them. At their best, Sixes have learned to trust their own judgment. They're able to organize their thoughts and take action, becoming logical, productive leaders. They're excellent judges of character, able to form lasting relationships with others. Yeah. However,
0: at their worst, Sixes live in fear that everyone is out to get them. Because they feel persecuted, they tend to irrationally fly off the handle, putting others on the defensive. They feel inferior and tend to be clinging to authority figures when they need to be able to make decisions on their own.
1: In this episode, we'll be looking at the Sixes who can see danger lurking around every corner. As with the previous episodes, we'll take a balanced approach, diving into both the positive and negative traits of the loyalist, or the six. We'll start with a discussion of the main characteristics of the six, then look at the related types through wings and arrows. Finally, we'll close out the discussion with interactions with sixes at work, in friendships, and in relationships.
0: Money management can be daunting when you're on your own. But
1: you can trust our friend Lucas. Lucas Casares is a fee-only certified financial planner uh, and he owns and runs Level Up Financial Planning virtually out of Fort Collins, Colorado.
0: Yeah, and just like us here at Complete Developer Podcast, he focuses on helping you to not only establish a real plan, but to take action on that plan so that you can live your
1: best life. Investing in financial planning services really comes down to whether or not you can improve your finances with the help of Lucas and Level Up, the compounding impact of making better financial decisions will easily pay for itself.
0: Yeah. And the really cool thing is, Level Up has this unique pricing model that will help you no matter where you are in your financial journey. Like he's got plans for people just starting out, brand new junior developers, all the way up to senior developers looking at retirement down the line
1: lucas is also a fiduciary for his clients which means that he's not here to sell you something but to help guide you towards a better financial situation
0: yeah and guys you can find out more information about the pricing model and some fun free resources at levelupfinancialplanning.com
1: the enneagram type six is the loyalist Sixes are called the loyalist because they are the most loyal, not only to the people in their lives, but also to their beliefs. They cannot stand vagueness or inconsistency. Instead, the loyalist needs to know where a person stands. That is a key thing with them. They
0: do not like the vague inconsistencies. Their fear is about not knowing how to handle situations.
1: Right. Or assuming that somebody's a certain way. Yeah, And then they find out that, oh, that's completely not who they are.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Or they're not in this situation because reasons. Yeah. Which I guess this kind of fits in pretty well with why, you know, you thought I was a six at one point.
0: Oh, oh, keep going, man. You're going to see stuff all throughout this episode that I, I pointed out a few of them in little comments on there. But uh yeah, all throughout this episode, you're going to see evidence pointing to why I thought you were a six. And what it really boils down to is there's some similar behaviors, but the motivations between a one and a six are different.
1: Yeah. And I do kind of think, you know, I had some pretty jarring changes in my life from my early twenties to my early thirties, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that, I'm not gonna say I grew out of it. It's just I think I do think my motivations changed a lot and my the angle of attack for things changed a lot. So now though
0: beliefs and ideals are really paramount for the six, they can be difficult for them to attain since the following of a belief or an ideal requires trust. And trust is something that they are very wary to give. However, once they do attain that, they hold fast to their beliefs because of the difficulty getting to that point.
1: Yeah, the loyalists' devotion to their own beliefs and ideals stems from their strong need for security and consistency. They need their lives to be ordered with plans and rules to follow. Though, they're not always rule followers as some find their ideal in the rebellious. Yeah, so this
0: is the interesting thing uh, about the six is they're not that easy to box in because they have trust issues, but sometimes those trust issues come out as this is what I believe and I am sticking with this or I put my trust in this authority, this this person or this authority figure, this role, whatever, and I am going to follow them to the ends of the earth. Sometimes that comes out in you did something that doesn't make sense and everything that you said is wrong and I'm going to rebel against it. So like, it's not that sixes are specifically rule followers. It's that sometimes they put their ideals and their beliefs in the rebellious
1: side too. So you'll have very rebellious sixes. Sixes do not trust their environment, which causes them to be very, very cautious in the way that they respond to their life. Um, they're excessive planners they will typically have a backup for everything probably even a secondary tertiary quaternary backup (laughs) for all all the stuff and if I knew what a fifth level backup was I would probably say that word but I don't know that one Um, they have it just in case huh quaternary yeah literally never ever had to use that word so I have but I know a lot of sixes yeah apparently (laughs)
0: Which is really funny because most twos and sixes do not—they annoy each other. Yeah, and I have found it's fun to annoy sixes.
1: I can't imagine you (laughs) abusing that in any kind of way.
0: (laughs) The the fun thing is like they're like you can only do this that once they have decided, hey, you're someone worth trusting. Like, I wouldn't just go... Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't... Yeah, otherwise that rebellious side is going to kick in and they're going to be like, well, you're not worth my time. Yeah. On that note, the loyalist devotion to others in their life stems from a fear of abandonment. And it's interesting because, like, some other types also have fear of abandonment. But with... The six, their fear of abandonment is that they will be left without support when faced with challenges in life, uh, especially like uncertainties in life. And that drives them to not abandon others. To the point that sometimes when they should get out of friendships and get away from toxic people, they won't.
1: And honestly, that was... I could totally see that in myself in my my (laughs) 20s, right? There was a fair bit of that where I had to jettison some very, very poisonous people Mm -hmm. from my social circle well into my 30s, honestly. And so I I get kind of where you were coming from on that. A six will also value community above all else. Because of their fears, this is hard for them to find. So when they do attach to a person or group, they don't let them go easily.
0: I think I, I talked about my friend Reed when we were talking about the four, because I had misidentified him. His I think it's just his family is very artistic in nature, and so is he. And so like he's a bit more reserved. And he just like he came off more with the the individualist than I thought, but when I found out he is a six, it made a lot of sense. And I told you guys about this the other week he was very close with the friend who, who passed away. And apparently he's been calling me and texting me for years, but something happened and his number was blocked. Like his new number, cause he moved out to California. His new number was blocked on my phone and I didn't know it. So I didn't know that he was calling, but whereas another type would be like, call a couple of times, text a couple of times. All right, well, they're not responding. Don't know what's going on and just forget about it. No, he's a 6. He's like we've developed that that friendship, that closeness, so he wasn't going to give up. He kept trying for years to get a hold of me. <laughs> yeah. And I like again, I have no idea what like why. But uh you know, and so now that we're Not like I I unblocked him from my phone, obviously, because I didn't like mean to block him. I don't know what happened, but yeah, that is that is how much a six values community where if they haven't heard from you, like they keep trying to reach out and will continue for again years.
1: Yeah, loyalists have the uncanny ability to bring people together as well, partly because they tend to like predictable routines, they become the glue that holds a community together because other people aren't as predictable, but they know where you're going to be.
0: Yeah. that's, it's an interesting thing about them because they do, they like, I know a few sixes at church. Like one of them is our missions coordinator. And she does. She like also half the small groups I go to are at her house even though her husband is a very, very introverted five. (laughs) Yeah. Which, well, that's a funny dynamic. I know quite a few five, six relationships.
1: As children, sixes learned to worry early on in life. So, you know, growing up, they took every warning to heart. And when they discovered adults couldn't always keep them safe, they responded either by rebelling or by dogmatic rule following.
0: Yeah. So, like, the don't go swimming 30, uh, for 30 minutes after you eat or you'll get a cramp, like, they will have the clock out timing. And yeah. if you're like me and you want to jump in the pool with a sandwich in your hand, they're going to
1: flip out. Yeah. <laughs> is it 30 minutes or is it 10 minutes? It's 30 minutes. Oh. <laughs> well. I'm not dead <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know where that rule came from because like, it has no
1: basis in reality
0: yeah I don't know there might be something in, in the past about it but I, I don't know we, we've kind of hinted at this a little bit with the, the rebellious versus rule following but sixes have competing sides to their own personality and these are called phobic and counterphobic. Um, Since sixes are driven by fear, it makes sense. Uh, The phobic six views authority and rules as their source of security.
1: And the counterphobic does not trust authority, seeking security by avoiding or attacking a threat.
0: Yeah. And I've seen both of those behaviors from you.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) and The thing is, well, it's easy to try to think of, all right, well, this is a phobic six, like this person's a phobic six and this person's a counterphobic six. In reality, these attitudes blend so that at times they will flee and draw away from danger and be like, be that phobic. Oh, I'm, I'm stepping back and letting the authority take care of it. And at other times they will fight and, you know, overcome their fears because like this other fear is driving them. And so it's it's interesting I've seen it in the same person before. Yeah. Where I was the target of the counterphobic anti-authority when I was actually an authority those rare times. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> because I said something that was taken different from what another person in authority had said and I got like pulled aside and just whoosh, I'm like once I figured out what they were talking about, I was like, oh, that's not what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, it was that absolute counterphobic attack, the, like attack the authority figure that doesn't make sense kind of thing. And again, like I said, twos do tend to annoy
1: sixes, sometimes on purpose. Early in childhood, sixes, Uh, learn to pick up on the smallest of cues that danger is approaching. Uh, This will give them a really good ability to foresee trouble before it even happens or is noticed by other people around them, but it can be kind of debilitating.
0: Yeah, so this is where some of the confusion with ones comes in because there's sort of a similar behavior, but different motivations. For example, let's say a six and a one both by a piece of furniture that they need to, to put together. The one will order an extra unnecessary part so that the set will be complete and perfect. Whereas the six will do the same behavior, not because they want to have a complete perfect set and have all the pieces to it, but because they're afraid something's going to break if they don't have it and they're going to have grandmother over for dinner and the bookshelf is going to fall on top of her from the other room.
1: Yeah. The perseverating, uh, (laughs) unlikely future events thing is something that I've seen a fair bit (laughs) of. Um, six is also, well, they tend to grow up in kind of uh, more unstable environments that offer little comfort or protection. Because of this, they doubt themselves and they look to other people for protection.
0: They don't trust themselves. Yeah, We've kind of hit on that and hit on that because it's it's a big thing with the six. They don't trust themselves to have the resources necessary to handle unexpected situations. Because that's that is one of their biggest fears is the unknown like the that vague unknown and not being able to handle whatever comes at them. So that's why they like the comfort of predictability. Uh, typically they find this through rules, laws, and guidelines. Not always the case. You, you may have some very counter, like they may find their security by breaking the rules
1: or by finding a different set. Yeah. That everybody else has.
0: That's true. That's true. Um, the thing is, they're rarely outside of the box thinkers, because right. usually, like the when they do go against the rules, it's still like it's a rationed way of going against the rules.
1: Yeah, you know? it's not like they snapped. It's it's just like they said, you know what? Heck with this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm doing the other thing,
0: or and they just they have that rebellious personality that i don't want to say rebel without a cause but it's like the you know they're going to rebel against it you know they're going to have a problem with it you know you throw out this idea and they're going to see they're going to like see all the problems with your idea without seeing how like without seeing the benefit which can make them very useful in like certain jobs and we'll talk about that when we get to the the section on co-workers, but yeah. Like
1: systems programming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Loyalist students are a favorite among coaches and teachers. Uh, they tend to prefer team sports. They don't like to be in the spotlight, but they want to play on the team. They don't want to cause trouble, and they will hold their friend groups together and keep group projects on track.
0: Yeah. So the six is the person who is calling everybody up, making sure that they're doing their part. They're getting their, their thing done. They're the pestering, annoying person on the team.
1: (laughs) Sounds like they pester you on occasion too there, Mage.
0: Oh, a a little bit. I like, I, I, like I said, I have a lot of friends who are sixes. It's really funny because I actually do enjoy them because it does help me stay on track, but it it can be annoying. (laughs) I'm like, just let me do my work. Trust me to get it done. The thing is, once they once they develop that trust, because I've been on some group projects with sixes before, yeah, they leave you alone then. Yeah, once yeah they they if they've been on one project with me in the past, they won't bother me. They'll pester everyone else in the group to make sure their stuff's done, and then they'll come ask me if I did everybody else's work too, because they've met me before.
1: (laughs) Yeah, high school group projects are not good memories. So speaking of high school group projects
0: well, hang on I was just going to say I was just glad my um, grad school class let us do like we could be in a group or we could do it on our own and I'm like I trust some of the people in this class but I'm just
1: going to do it on my own yeah it's a lot less headache that way too yeah so speaking of high school group projects uh, let's talk about their desires and fears
0: <laughs> so the basic desire of a loyalist is to have security and feel supported by those around them. You know, they're motivated to by this desire to test the attitudes of the people around them. And this is another time that sixes can be annoying is they can be pestering about especially if you have like a disagreement or any type of like we don't see eye to eye are we cool? We're still friends. Stuff like that. Yeah. Or, or on the the counterphobic side, they will do stuff where they'll throw stuff out there to make sure you're still going to be their friend.
1: Yeah. Or they'll get stressed and they, they, they see a rule set for how things have to go. And then they start trying to make sure that you're following it, even if it's not like a group thing which you'll you'll see in like close relationships. Sixes fight anxiety and insecurity basically by adhering to their beliefs as well as surrounding themselves with people they trust to make decisions in their best interest.
0: And that's the thing once once you've developed that trust you're in and it takes a lot to lose that but once you've lost that you can just
1: forget it it will not be back yeah <laughs>
0: yeah it's like it's it's a little bit of an all or nothing kind of thing but it's so hard for them to develop that trust in people that once it's there it takes a lot to get rid of it like you you almost have to actively try to get rid of it on that the basic fear of the loyalist is that they won't have anyone around to support and guide them when they're uncertain about a decision that needs to be made you know, especially uh, an unexpected decision, or when it's something that it's not covered by their existing beliefs or rule set that they follow.
1: Yeah, or they haven't researched to the nth degree on something. Yeah, they're not the kind of people that you share a house with, and you go, "Hey, you know, we're we're building a deck, and you have a contractor over there, and like they don't they don't know anything about it, you know, until the day of." Like that's that is not a good person to do that to.
0: It's something that don't like change. It's that if they trust you, then they'll be like, okay, and go about their day. If they if you're still building that trust,
1: that's when you don't want to do that. Yeah. Or if they don't trust the third party. Well, no, if
0: they trust you and you say that's the thing that if they trust you and you say this is the person who's doing it, they will defer to you on that.
1: Yeah. But regardless, they're not. It's not great to surprise them. I've, I've <laughs> seen that one a few times. They're also wary of people giving too many compliments. Uh, sixes struggle to build trusting relationships. When they find someone they trust, the six will fight to protect that relationship for fear of losing the support and having to be without someone they trust.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's another one of the characteristics that probably made you think I was a six because I too many compliments really creeps me out.
0: Yeah, cuz like the 6 when you give too many compliments, they start to think, "All right, what what's wrong? Why
1: why are you doing this? Yeah, why are you co- overcompensating or what are you trying to get out of me?" Yeah.
0: So now let's get into some examples of healthy, average and unhealthy sixes. The healthy 6 has come to terms with the fact that the world is full of vague uncertainties. Uh, they've become comfortable with the fact that they cannot accurately predict every scenario.
1: Yeah, the the loyalist dedicates themselves to their beliefs and those they're around. They're the community builder working hard to create a lasting bond with and between others.
0: Yeah, so like with the healthy sixes, this is where that, that ability to hold communities together comes. Like they They're going to call people up and make sure they're okay, you know, keep in touch with friends even after their group has dispersed across the globe. Even I remember my friend Reed, we had another friend who moved to Japan, and he would stay up and so he could talk to him about once a week, just call him on the phone because he was over there on a I think it started off as a a semester abroad in college. And mm. then he ended up staying longer, but he didn't have a lot of friends and family over there. So like Reed would make sure he talked to him on a regular basis.
1: He did the same thing for another mutual friend that was in Australia as well. Yeah, that's true. So forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a average six Will have trouble getting out of their own head. Uh, they can hyper focus on authority, becoming either subservient or rebellious, depending on their response and perceptions of the leader.
0: Mediocre loyalists spend large amounts of time and energy on being stable. Uh, they can become indecisive, not trusting their own choices, preferring to follow another or follow a rule book. If not careful, they may even start blaming others for their problems.
1: And when they're unhealthy, their paranoia basically rules their lives. They're unable to trust themselves, and they will look to the strongest authority they can find at that time to make decisions for them.
0: Yeah, this is an interesting thing because this is where the, the rebellion comes in. Because if you have two competing authorities they're going to go with the one that they perceive to be the highest or the strongest and they yeah. will dogmatically fight against the other authority. Even if the other authority is not like opposing. Yeah. If it's just like slightly different, they're going to dogmatically fight.
1: Um, and, and you'll see this in like academic arguments. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, cause uh, sixes do make really good academics because of these characteristics. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, from mediocre up, <laughs> at, at least. Yeah. Um.
0: But uh, at their worst, though, loyalists become irrational, violent, and fanatical in their beliefs. You know, they'll attack others for questioning them or those that they have allowed to be authorities in their lives. Yeah. So fear is the deadly sin of the loyalist. Is anyone surprised? Based on what we've said so far. (laughs) Right. Uh, The deep desire to be secure can lead the six to fear losing what they have gained through trusting others. They are going to play out worst case scenarios all day long, if not careful.
1: Typically, sixes experience fear as anxiety or as a related anxiety disorder. Fear is a reaction to immediate danger, whereas anxiety comes at them as a vague, unknown apprehension. So, like, imagining things.
0: Yeah. So, like, they they may not have experienced it, but they will imagine a car crash.
1: Pre-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Basically, almost.
0: Or they'll imagine the worst case scenario in a code review, if they're a developer.
1: There's not that many of them looking at my code. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's more like you looking at their code. Yeah. Ooh, ooh,
0: ooh, I could, I could only imagine a one reviewing a sixes code. That would be scary for the six. At least
1: I've, I've actually been in that situation and like they apologize and they over, like they over justify the stuff they did. And it's like, it's, it's fine.
0: That doesn't sound like, you
1: know, that's six. like, not really apologize, but they're, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the way to put it. It's, it's like they're trying to keep rapport. Like they're afraid it's going to go away. Yeah. That doesn't
0: sound like a six to me.
1: Really? No. Yeah. I would, There's, I would see a six as more like, of. as more of a,
0: you know, being really scared and getting defensive
1: because they get that, that counterphobic. I've seen that one too. Yeah. But no, these are more well adjusted. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not, at the level of being defensive, it's more like trying to protect the relationship. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I would lean towards. So like, while most people will be anxious when they're under
0: stress or life isn't going well, the six feels anxiety. Most when everything is good, they fear and ruminate on what could happen to destroy the good things they have. Now, do you see why I thought you were a six?
1: Yeah, because that was me <laughs> yeah, was. At, at one point. And then you just realize after some experiences, it's like, uh, that's just not a way to live. Yeah,
0: I, I think it was more with with you. It was more about it not being like, because ones are the perfectionists. It was more about it not being exactly right than yeah. about, I won't know what to do in this disaster scenario you were ruminating on it thinking, all right, here's what the plan I'm going to have for this one so that it goes exactly the way that I want it to.
1: Yeah. Like I didn't want things to be messy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, that's something I've had to get over with, you know, over, (laughs) over the years due to their strong adherence to ideas. Loyalists do run the risk of overwork or hyper rigidity in their diets, which can lead to nutritional imbalances.
0: Yeah. I have a friend. (laughs) who She once complained that the rice was too spicy. She's a six, so if that gives you an idea, um, try to think how that happens. Plain white rice.
1: Yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have to uh, show a Nebraska ID to make this.
0: <laughs> the sixes have a higher likelihood of alcoholism than the other types. The thing is, alcohol tends to function. Actually, it doesn't tend to function. It does function on a chemical level similar to anti-anxiety medications. So an unhealthy six may overindulge attempting to self-medicate for their pervasive anxiety.
1: So now let's talk about the uh, wings and arrows. Sixes with a five wing are known as the defender.
0: Yeah, they're more introverted and the addition of the investigator, uh, which is the five introduces a desire for more alone time and, and a preference for solitary activities. The thing is, people may perceive this as them being aloof or uncaring.
1: Right. And they come across kind of as ice queens. Yeah. Essentially. So you know exactly who I'm talking about there. The defender prefers a strongly defined belief system and will surround themselves with people who share the same ideals.
0: Yeah. So these are the people who are very active in their religious communities. And are very ardent about it.
1: Yeah, or they're they have surrogate religious communities, so it may not be religion, religion per se, but it's like they've got the thing. Yeah, yeah. They like lock on.
0: Yeah, veganism, CrossFit. Uh, wait,
1: no, oh, sorry. <laughs> Ouch. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, and folks, uh, if you want to email Beech about that, don't (laughs) send it to the main address. Actually do, because I want to read it too, because it'll be funny. The
0: key for the six-wing five is balancing their alone time with relationship building and maintenance. Uh, Because they have a tendency to ruminate excessively and become highly indecisive when spending too much time alone they do need to be around other people.
1: Yeah. Inaction leads the defender to analysis paralysis. So they're more likely to align with an authority figure to make their decisions or find security.
0: Yeah. So the six with a seven wing is known as the buddy. And I know I've been talking about my friend Reed because I just it surprised me when I found out he was a six. And then I started writing this episode and I'm like, Nope, yep, yep, all that makes sense. But uh, the 6 wing seven, it reminds me of my friend Jason. Like, I knew he was a six. I wasn't sure on the wing until I started working on this part. The seven is known as the enthusiast, and the enthusiast brings an interesting twist to the loyalist, adding an exciting, adventurous nature to the typically cautious six he was a 6 because he you know he had cystic fibrosis he was you know chronically in pain chronically ill and like i can see that leading to becoming a 6 but he had that 7 wing because even though he was like that he was very adventurous like he was always wanting to go out and do stuff especially when he was feeling well sometimes even when he wasn't feeling well he wanted to go out and do yeah. stuff sometimes when he shouldn't he wanted to, but he knew he shouldn't.
1: So. Yeah. The buddy is the most extroverted of the sixes. They're willing to sacrifice their comfort or even themselves for their loved ones.
0: Yeah, this is the the person who will lay down their life for the people who they have brought into their trust circle, so to speak. They're also less rigid than the other sixes, pushing boundaries uh, with a willingness to even take some risks in order to have more options available for their adventures. Within reason, you
1: know. Yeah. They also are unable to completely remove their anxiety. So the buddy will always have a backup activity if the adventure takes a sour turn.
0: Yeah. So with Jason, whenever we would hang out, he would always have plans A through D. Because we never got to do plan A, according to him. He'd always have like multiple plans. And it was actually kind of funny because... There was one, one time we went to go see a movie and it was sold out. So instead we went and played mini golf and he was like, yeah, I wanted to do this instead. He's like, I wanted to do this anyway. I was like, so why did we drive across down to the movie theater? He's like, cause we never do the first thing on the list. So I figured I'd put the second thing I wanted to do first. <laughs> <laughs> that's, okay,
1: that's a six-wing seven. <laughs> I get the logic, man. I <laughs> uh, you
0: just you had to know him to to see the the comedy in that. The direction of integration or health for sixes points to the nine or the peacemaker. When moving from unhealthy fear and anxiety, the pessimistic six. We'll start to relax and see the good side of people in situations like the healthy nine.
1: The tranquility of the peacemaker allows the healthy loyalists to become flexible, energetic, and lighthearted. The healthier six becomes, the less dogmatic they are in their beliefs. Yeah, they're
0: more willing to accept differing views, differing opinions, and even gray areas within their own belief structure.
1: Yeah. Sixes moving towards nine are able to see more than just the worst-case scenario. They begin seeing life from more than a singular angle or viewpoint. They're less likely to
0: succumb to anxiety. The healthy loyalist begins to rely on their own intuition rather than putting all their trust in an authority figure or in their belief systems or rule books. And so they're they're more able to make decisions On their own without having to rely on someone else to guide them.
1: Now, when a six goes bad and goes along the direction of disintegration um, or stress, I guess is probably a better way to put it. They become more like a three or an achiever.
0: Under stress, the loyalist gains an unhealthy competitiveness. To the point of even being arrogant, similar to the unhealthy achiever. And this can be really... Really frustrating when you're close friends with one because, you know, when they get stressed, and I've seen this. And again, like I said, I have a strange amount of six friends for being a two. I can't believe they put up with me long enough to trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it's just I stuck around long enough. They're like, well, he's not going anywhere. I might as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They figured out the rules and they moved on.
0: Yeah. (laughs) unhealthy sixes run the risk of becoming workaholics they fear being incompetent and in the place of actual competence will give like the appearance of being competent so they, they become like the three in that they want to look good even if they're not good at it right so for the guitar players lots of distortion (laughs)
1: lacking confidence in themselves when unhealthy the loyalist will not take on anything they're not already proficient at doing Uh, definitely don't ask them to try something new and untested
0: Yeah, they may even begin to hoard resources for fear of being without so this is a different reason than the five but if they have a five wing this is even more of a concern when they're under stress So now let's uh, wrap it up with the last few points talking about interacting with sixes or how they interact with others. First one being interacting with sixes. When interacting with sixes, remember that they are motivated by a need for security and will tend to defer to authority over making decisions for themselves.
1: They're also charming and quick with their wit, uh, which can be entertaining when they turn their own anxieties into self-deprecating comedy. Yeah. So, um, which again was me in college. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was you in college. (laughs) Uh, Now until you get to know them, it can be difficult to tell if a six will be phobic and find their security and authority, or if they will be counterphobic and question everything. Once you get to know them, that changes. You start to see, okay, it, cuz it's an individual thing and it's not this person is always phobic and that person's always counterphobic it's in some situations this person is phobic so let's take my friend jason for example and with regards to his grandfather very phobic he deferred to his authority cuz he had put him as an authority figure in his life and that was that however when it came to Teachers at church and school, a bit more on the counterphobic side, which is probably why we got along when we were younger, because, you know.
1: You're in the tension together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Now, if they're not careful, a six may suffer from analysis paralysis and be unable to make a decision. In this case, they'll look to their friends and family to make decisions for them this is especially true in legal or moral gray areas within their belief system, which can kind of be dangerous depending on how things work out. Right. Yeah. Like if every, if everybody around them is being an idiot, they may be an idiot too because of that tendency. Or yeah. if everybody around them is being smart and they decide to be counterphobic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it can, it can work for or against them. Yeah. yeah. I've known one or two that get it wrong consistently. <laughs> both directions yeah working with sixes
0: I can think of one I know who you've worked with I can't guarantee that he's a six but I have just knowing his personality I've yeah they can be some of the most annoying people to work with sixes can rain on any parade any great idea no how no matter how amazing it is their nervous fear of calamity, or impending doom, will find fault in your plan.
1: Yeah. However, that same thing also makes them really good at troubleshooting or QA because they are constantly concerned about the worst case scenario. And on a team, they balance the idea person who may not think about all the ramifications of their particular brilliant idea. Um, I've also seen them be really successful. Like you let them you know, come up with the holes in the idea in a meeting, uh-huh. and then you go, no, actually, we've got these all solved. Like if you brainstorm with them beforehand and then get them to bring it up in the meeting. (laughs) Then like you could play, you could good cop, bad cop that. Yeah. If you need to.
0: Well, I I like working with sixes because at the right time at the, at the idea phase, like coming up with it. No, because it's, it's annoying. I'm like, I'm still like throwing out ideas and they're like trying to poke holes in it. it's like, we're not there yet. I'm still looking for the best solution. Then I'll bring it to you and let you poke holes in it and we'll figure out how to to get through that. Yeah.
1: We're exploring, not exploiting.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so like when done like properly, they can be a huge asset to a team, especially a healthy six who understands that yeah. about themselves and like an unhealthy six can especially when they get that competitive nature, they they can kind of be insensitive and mean about it without realizing they're doing that. Yeah. So.
1: At which point they become a very healthy person to have on a competitor's team. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Because of their focus on preparedness and safety, they make great database administrators and security analysts. Yeah,
0: they really do. I've known a few security analysts specifically and they're great at their jobs. Yeah. Like, because they, that's their job is worst case scenario. Let's protect against
1: it. And yeah, so regulatory compliance is another place that they shy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. I've seen one or two come up with, with things that they're like, hey, what if this happens? And the lawyers are like, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah.
0: Loyalists, especially those with the counterphobic bend, Enjoy working for failing or struggling companies uh, because they like to bring them back up when they're told it's not possible. Yeah. Especially when they can apply their particular brand of problem solving to it because they can be really useful in solving problems if done right. Like a healthy loyalist on a startup or a company that is like coming back is like a huge asset to have.
1: Let's talk about friendships with sixes. Loyalists make the best of friends when they are healthy. They'll stick by those they trust no matter the situation, even to the point they will fight for their friends who they consider to be a family.
0: Yeah, that was something that until I started studying the Enneagram, which was actually about a year after Jason passed away, he always called, he wouldn't call me his friend. He would call me his brother. Yeah. Like, since we were like, I don't know, 11 or 12. And we would known each other since we were five. So, you know, you're, Took a few years. It took a few years for, for him to build it. But like after that, and then especially once yeah. I started driving and we'd like just go hang out, didn't have to rely on our parents to do stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like he he would mention other friends. And like at first it, it bothered me because he would be like, you know, so and so is my best friend. I'm like, what am I chop liver? And he's like, no, dude, you're my brother. He's my yeah. friend. And it, it took a while for that to get in my head. But then learning about the sixes, I'm like, oh, that is absolutely Jason. Because, like, he did. Like, once I, and I, and then I was family, and he literally treated me like a member of his family.
1: The six will also go out of their way to maintain their friendships and their tribe or friend group. They're basically the glue that holds a community together.
0: Yeah. Well, this, however, can lead to issues where they don't leave toxic friendships or people who either use them or bring them down. That is until they hit a counterphobic point and start questioning everything and everyone. Uh, yeah. It's just, it, it does. It takes a while for them to get to that point with people once they're inside the trust circle.
1: Yeah. Like it, if you get somebody that ends up being toxic years in, yeah. that's, that's typically where you see that. The six has a sarcastic nature and dry, self-deprecating humor, and it can be a lot of fun for people that enjoy it. Their fear and anxiety will also bring about a perspective that offers lots of fodder for comedy.
0: Yeah, so there's there's quite a few sixes who have made a career in comedy out of their own fears and anxieties.
1: Yeah, I kind of wonder, like, is Ben Stiller a six? Because <laughs> they kind of... <laughs> He
0: seems like he might be. Possibly, (laughs) possibly. Uh, I know the ones I saw, George Carlin, Woody Allen. Yep. And there's quite a few. So Now, relationships with sixes can be exasperating, especially in the beginning of the relationship where the trust is still being built and you haven't made it into that circle of trust. Um, It's actually easier for a six to start a relationship with someone that they have already been friends with for a while than someone brand new. Their fear of commitment or making the wrong choice can really destroy any potential relationships if they're not careful.
1: Their anxious nature and history of past emotional trauma leads them to warily watch for any signs of betrayal or abandonment.
0: Uh, The loyalists fear of abandonment and perpetual anxiety causes them to second-guess everything in a relationship.
1: Yeah, they'll tend to pester their partner about the status of the relationship. They'll kind of do security-seeking. Yeah. Um, But what it ends up doing is driving the other person away.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. has the opposite effect of what they, they expect. Though, once the loyalist gets past these early phases and brings that partner into their trust circle, so to speak, the six will become their biggest advocate. Oh, the stability of long-term relationships with sixes is very steady, very undemanding and easygoing once they've gotten past that early stage. Yeah. Like it's and a rock star. You
1: don't. <laughs> yeah. It's and provided it, you don't blow it up later.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it takes a lot to mess it up, but yeah. yeah. So guys, In a world focused on propagating fear, the six is the biggest consumer. Fear and anxiety are natural defense mechanisms that our bodies use to help us know there is danger or to be prepared for danger. The problem comes for the six when these mechanisms overwhelm them and they let their fear drive their lives. When self-doubt sets in, the loyalist turns to their beliefs, ideals, or an authority figure to protect them from what they fear. For sixes, it's very important to recognize when you're internalizing fear and messages of impending danger. Those who are around sixes, friends, family, co-workers, can help them by not feeding into their anxieties and instead offering reassurances that every everything's going to be okay. Not so much more that even. If the worst case happens, you'll be there for them to help them through it. So, guys, uh, check out the Aftercast for more information on sixes and how they can improve themselves, and how you can help the sixes in your life. That pretty much wraps us up before we close everything out. Will, what do you have for us this week for tricks of the trade?
1: Well, you know the whole uh, rule following thing. Um, you know we we tend to kind of put that in a bit of a negative light. But I want to suggest that a lot of stuff that may actually be a better way to handle things, especially if it's, you know, if it's like maintenance stuff and you don't necessarily want that to be the focus of your life, having a set of heuristics for things is very, very helpful. And you'll find that the more important stuff in your life can be handled if you kind of have a rule set that lets you handle the stuff that you don't care about as much. You know, this is something I've learned from you know, six as I've been around is, you know, like I have reminders for all the crap that needs to be handled, you know, maintenance wise in the house and, and those kind of things so that I don't get nailed by it when something I'm working on that I actually care about, you know, is, is going on. So I would just say, you know, this is this is a uh, personality type that can be characterized in maybe a negative way. But if you look at the positives, the positives will help you even if you don't have that personality. Um, so steal it from them.
0: An, an interesting thing on that is with these personality types, when it's not your type, a lot of things that you view as negative may not be negative to the person who whose type it actually is. Like yeah. for them, they they might listen to this and go, "Well, yeah, that's not a problem. That that's normal."
1: Yeah, that's what uh, responsible adults do. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much all I got. Standby for Titanfall. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Standby for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons.
0: For references, show notes, and extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Help us make the show possible by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash complete developer podcast. You'll get extras, including a weekly aftercast where we discuss the topic of the week and bonus material
1: with some of our patrons. You can also follow us on Twitter at Complete Pod, like our page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram to keep up with news about the show. Join the conversation anytime via Slack by signing up at slack.completedevelopernetwork.com.